You want to lead it or you want me to? I can give it a shot. If I screw it up too bad, then uh, we can edit that out and you can try. <laughs> or in my experience now, it's uh, if we screw it up, it'll for sure make it into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, corn growers. We're going to bring you another episode of Keeping It Independent, Wiffle's Agronomy Podcast. My name is Ryan Gentle. I'm the agronomy manager for Illinois. And I've got my partner to the north, uh, Jared Goplin. Today we got uh, two or three different topics. We got some uh, extreme weather heat coming up uh, on us here. It looks like some, you know, mid nineties to hundred degrees next week. We'll touch on that a little bit and how that may affect the crop. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our one of our favorite topics here on keeping it independent uh, tar spot. Um, I think we are going to manage to leave out corn rootworm. Uh, this week, hopefully, Jared Jared may slip something in on me there. But uh, like I said, discuss a little bit about tar spot, and what we're seeing, and uh, this phenomenon we're seeing with a little bit of uh, you know brown husk earlier than uh, we should probably be seeing it. So uh, start out with uh, the weather, Jared. Um, I think even up in the tundra uh, in Minnesota, you guys are still predicted mid nineties next week. Is that right? Yeah, uh, definitely some hot weather. Uh, hopefully not for too prolonged of a period of time with a little bit of relief at the end, uh, kind of cooling off towards the end of next week, it looks like, but, um, yeah, definitely, uh, some of those stress related questions, you know, whether it's heat or, uh, now this morning, uh, as we're recording this, uh, there is some, some smoke in the air again. So, uh, of course, you know, we did kind of punt on that, uh, question earlier in the season when we covered, uh, some of the Canadian wildfire smoke affecting, uh, corn. And, uh, we basically said, you know, there is a higher risk during grain fill. And, and here we are in grain fill getting a little bit of smoke, thankfully not, uh, not to the thickness levels, uh, as to what we had earlier, but, but, uh, yeah, definitely getting some, uh, some heat, uh, coming on. And, uh, that brings all the questions related to, uh, how is this heat and stress going to affect the crop? And, uh, you know, certainly anytime of you get stress on the crop, it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, and, uh, you know, during this grain fill period, anytime you get, get stressed, it's going to basically be limiting, uh, you know, kernel size uh, at this point in time. You know, for the most part, all the, all the corn has kind of gotten to that, uh, that dough stage or beyond. Uh, up in this neck of the woods, I'd say we're kind of just at that dent stage, uh, probably on average, just starting to dent. Um, you know, so we're not going to abort kernels anymore. You know, so, you know, this time of year, of course, I always like to, to husk some ears and, and take a look and see how those ears are developing. Uh, anytime you see those kernels at the, the tips of ears, of course, there is some uh, kernel abortion this year, just uh, in areas, especially that had stress earlier. Uh, and just kind of a quick reminder, those those kernels that are, are white or, or yellow at the end, they did pollinate and then they aborted afterwards, uh, as opposed to just those blank areas uh, on the tip of the ear, uh, those didn't pollinate. So just kind of as a, a rough gauge there to see how the thing is, uh, the crop is progressing. Uh, but from here on out, really, this heat is is going to affect really how how heavy those kernels are. Uh, I know, and that's been kind of the game uh, lately. Is uh, you you punch into the Wiffles uh, yield calculator online, and and of course we have that opportunity to select uh, various yield levels uh, in that yield calculator now. And uh, it is it is kind of interesting to to see how those kernel factors change. You know, going uh, anywhere from maybe seventy thousand kernels to make a bushel. Uh, all the way up to maybe 100,000 kernels to make a bushel in some of these these more stressful environments. And and ultimately, that's what these these stressful situations, whether it's tar spot, uh, I've seen a little gosses wilt pop up in some of the areas that got hail uh, or heat, uh, water stress, nutrient stress, whatever it is uh, in terms of stress during grain fill, 
uh, of course, we're going to be limiting that kernel size. And uh, I don't know, Ryan, maybe you guys in Illinois have a better idea of predicting uh, kernel size. Uh, otherwise, at, at this point, it, it is a little bit of a gamble until you get closer and closer to harvest. We're kind of all over the board on uh, crop stage and where the where the corn crops at in Illinois. I uh, went down about an hour south of Springfield last night for a uh, customer meeting, and um, they've got some 107 day planted uh, before Easter that's already black layered actually, um, and chopping some silage down there. I would say they're probably half milk line or so. Um, with a lot of their fuller season stuff. So they're they're kind of getting to the point where they're out of the woods a little bit with this heat moving forward. And uh, even with, you know, late disease, they've kind of got 90% probably uh, of their uh, dry matter uh, yield in their kernels. Um, probably as you move north in Illinois, uh, maybe not quite as far along or may not plant it as early. You know, your fuller season hybrids, maybe like 92, 18, especially if you planted it in mid to late May, be stuff you'd want to watch out for. Uh, with this heat, we may take a little off the, the top end. Um, I searched and searched and searched um, through Purdue's uh, data and research, and there's just not much out there, you know. Um, I don't know what Tharp did when he was going there, but it wasn't a lot of research, it looks like. Um, I did finally find one chart that uh, has some... Has some uh, 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 data in it on grain moisture in the different stages uh, from dent to, to black layer. I'm going to quiz you. I know most farmers think a lot of times when you ask them, I'm at dent, I'm, I'm good, crops made. How much how much yield do you still have? How much grain matter, dry matter can you still put in the crop at beginning dent? If my memory serves me correct, and, and given I, I did not go to Purdue, uh, we'll maybe put Wilson <laughs> in that category too because he did his uh, master's there. But uh so yeah, of course, uh, trained in Minnesota, and uh, as far as I can remember, it's about forty percent, roughly. You know, I usually say, you know, about half, uh, but yeah, forty to fifty percent, roughly. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> yeah, uh, Wiffle's hat. Um, <laughs> it does move very fast, uh, especially with the heat. So for, you know, from beginning dent, you can meet a half milk line. So we can we can put forty uh, percent of the yield into that kernel here at the end and in a week to 10 days. So with the heat and the way we're going to move forward next week, uh, things, I think the crop's going to change quite a bit, um, especially that earlier planting that maybe that April 10th through 15th uh, might start to look a little more like, uh, like fall uh, after next week. I think, you know, those, those uh, plants down Southern Illinois yesterday that, uh, we're, we're farther along and we're reaching black clay. They're starting to drop ears already. Um, and, uh, uh, or the ears were, were, uh, broke over, pointed down. And, you know, the bottom half of that plant was turning brown. So you don't have to drive too far south to, uh, to see things changing. I, I think that that'll move north with the heat next week. What helps me to think about stress during this time frame, I guess, is, you know, the calendar that the corn's following at this time is basically heat related. So, you know, the more heat you have, kind of the faster it's going to kind of grow and, and get to that maturity uh, stage. Um, you know, so if we stay real hot, that's fewer days of sunlight that we can capture. And at the end of the day, you know, we're in the market of capturing sunlight and packing it into grain. Um, you know, so if that means two weeks less sunlight that we can capture uh, and basically fix sunlight into, into grain yield, um, you know, that's less yield potential that's there. So it's really related to extending that grain fill window. I know last year, some a lot of areas had a, a really long kind of late grain fill period. It 
seemed like that corn hit that half milk line stage and then it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't move. And, uh, you know, come combining time, uh, you know, a lot of uh, surprises in terms of high yields in those situations, because, uh, you know, we kind of cooled off late in the grain fill period and, and allowed that corn to capture more sunlight and, and pack on more bushels. So ideally that's what we're looking for this time of year. And, uh, you know, anytime we get heat, uh, hopefully we can uh, get some relief after we do get, you know, maybe four or five days of hot weather. Uh, if we can cool down after that, I think we can still recover some of that lost yield potential there just based on that temperature. At least I hope. I would echo that. It's not all doom and gloom, you know, in central Illinois anyway, most Illinois this week couldn't have been any nicer, you know, 75 to 80 degrees every day down in the low 60s at night. We had moisture, uh, very little disease showing up out there. Uh, canopy looks good. We're, we're collecting that sunlight. Uh, should have been a, an awesome grain filling week uh, in, in this part of the world anyway. That's a good transition. Uh, I did mention disease um, into maybe tar spot, what you guys might be seeing. Um, still relatively clean, uh, most of Illinois here. So a few little pockets I've heard of, a few fields here and there where they are finding a little bit of tar, but uh, we're at that kind of that quarter milk line stage or beyond with a lot of our crop uh, here in Illinois. So we're, we're kind of getting out of the woods. Uh, seeing just a little bit of gray leaf here and there, but uh, about as clean for the most part as I can remember seeing a, a corn crop and, and canopy for middle part of August. What are you seeing up north, Jared? Yeah, for the most part, I mean, we've been clean as well. Um, you know, it uh, turns out it takes a little bit of, uh, you need moisture to get disease to develop. <laughs> so, um, you know, we didn't have much of any, uh, really any disease early on. And of course, a lot of areas have started to catch some rainfall. And there has been a few more reports of, you know, seeing some tar spots, especially show up in, in leaves below the ear leaf, um, you know, so those kind of early detection type leaves. Uh, but, the, but the leaves are getting to be covered, uh, you know, fairly heavily on some of those lower leaves. A lot of that's uh, kind of in the, I'd say, in, in that central Iowa area. Um, you get outside that area and there really hasn't been uh, much, if any, uh, that, that we've found. Uh, it's kind of in that area that, that had gotten a little bit better precip early on. So I'm sure that that added moisture just helped to... Uh, I mean, the crop canopies are are, are very dense uh, and lush uh, for the most part in that area. So those lower leaves are all retained. Um, obviously, that can help retain some of that leaf wetness as well with humidity and, and, you know, dews and those types of things, just providing that environment where we have heavy, you know, more than seven hours of leaf wetness um, uh, type situations in that lower canopy. Um, you know, so uh, Ryan, I guess since you're our tar spot expert, I get to, to kick this question back to you. So the question that's come up, you know, of course, is if, uh, if I see tar spot come in late, um, you know, I'm, a lot of these in that area is maybe just prior to dent, uh, maybe hitting dent here in the next week. Um, you know, what should I do if I start to see, you know, pretty heavy tar spot below that ear leaf? Um, should I should I retreat or treat if I didn't earlier with fungicide to try and uh, keep that uh, that tar spot from moving up the canopy? I think uh, I definitely would would think uh, pretty heavily about treating, especially if I was only in uh, doe stage. Um, even if I was just at beginning dent, really need to break that ear open and look for the milk line. Um, kind of the quarter milk line is kind of my my uh, gauge, I guess, on kind of where I would think about, you know, letting it letting it go in senesce. But if you're quarter milk line or dough, even milk stage, I'd definitely uh, probably be calling my retailer and getting the plane lined up. If you're seeing, uh, you know, 
most of your plants have some tar spot there. I'm guessing if it's on the lower leaves, it probably has came from residue rather than being wind blown in. You'll usually see it more on the top leaves, but uh, it doesn't take long to ramp up in a hurry. Now the weather may help us a little bit um, next week being being hot and dry. Maybe it won't move quite as fast, but uh, yeah, if I'm, if I'm, you know, quarter milk line bent earlier, I'd definitely be looking at treating. Um, we've seen in the past, I know in years past where we maybe have not done that and we've, we've lost some bushels on the backside and, you know, hindsight's always 2020. Um, but, uh, I, I'd definitely be thinking about it at least try some and, uh, maybe leave some strips or something. So you can, you, you can know for future years, I don't think tar spot's going to go anywhere. So the more we can learn, uh, the better. You know, talking smack about Purdue, I guess, but uh, I believe it was the Purdue pathologist uh, there who had kind of mentioned a rough kind of threshold of about 5% leaf coverage uh, with tar spot. That's kind of the, the rough threshold of when, you know, kind of things start to tip downhill. Uh, if you get beyond 5% leaf coverage, it's hard to get that leaf to, you know, basically not, you know, totally uh, continue to develop tar spot and, and turn necrotic. So, um, you know, that's kind of a, at least a, a rough gauge to get an idea if you caught it soon enough. Um, obviously, we're, we're primarily concerned with protecting that ear leaf and above. Um, you know, that's our, our primary concern just because that's where most of the sunlight's captured. But uh, that 5%, I guess, is kind of as close as we can get to a threat, kind of a threshold, I guess, as we can get, I guess, with tar spot right now. If you see it on most of your plants, it's kind of a sea and spray rather than do a lot of, a lot of counting. And I'm okay with that. I, I really don't like, uh, I don't like counting like 250 aphids per soybean plant. So I don't like, uh, you know, it just gets to be a lot of counting. So I agree with, the, with you, Ryan. 5% is not a very big number. It's not a whole lot of leaf area. Nope, it's not. So Ryan, brown husks, what are you seeing? I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear uh, you're seeing some brown uh, husk leaves show up in Illinois. What, uh, what do you think is going on there? I gotta, I gotta admit, I've seen a little bit of that uh, up my way as well. Usually, you know, you start to see brown husks around uh, kind of silage chopping time and we're not quite there yet, but, but there is a little bit of brown uh, brown on the husk, I guess. What do you what do you see in Illinois? Yeah, I've got my first uh, picture um, with some of that a oh, week week and a half ago, probably. At first, I you know almost kind of chuckled a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit of brown on a husk. That's what it's supposed to start doing, you know. Um, but when you look a little closer, some of these plants, it they're still a long ways from starting to senesce. And when you when you look at that husk, it's it's kind of that very outside leaf uh, that's kind of exposed to the environment, exposed to the sun, and uh, you'll see it's kind of turning brown, maybe halfway up to the tip of the husk. Um, you can see you know kind of some of those black spores on it. I was almost embarrassed to ask some of the breeders uh, the other day when we were in cornfield if they knew exactly what was going on there, and I didn't feel quite as as dumb. Um, when they, they weren't sure what was going on either there, but I think it's probably due to some of the environment, uh, maybe, maybe pollen, maybe water, uh, getting inside that very outside husk leaf and kind of causing a fungus there that's uh, killing some of it a little bit early. I think the key is to pull some of those husks back and make sure it's just the outside leaf and it's not going deeper and uh, getting into the ear being some kind of ear rot, but in all the cases I've seen, it's it's really just that outside leaf. You you husk it back, and uh, there's nothing else there. I don't think it's it's too much to worry about. And as an agronomist, when you don't know what the heck's going on, sometimes it is a little nerve wracking. 
you can always rely on the old agronomist answer of it's probably genetics. <laughs> I think that probably about wraps us up unless you had anything else, Jared, you wanted to hit on today. As always, you can submit questions to agronomy at wiffles.com. And uh, till next time, we'll catch you later. Thank you. Thank you.